You're listening to your terrible podcast. My podcast. You are listening to your podcast. Back to your. You are listening to the Tableau podcast. Welcome to the Tableau podcast. For those of you who are watching this as like a video clip, you can see that um, we have some cool things stuck to our mic and our uh, coffee cup. The I need coffee sticker. And the uh, Just Go Bro sticker. These are uh, stickers that are part of the merch that uh, Dive and Tableau Podcast have dropped. And uh, if you look, it looks like I even have a phone case. Uh, But these are actually self-made merch using just the stickers. The sticker pack is great. You can just put it on a cup and you get your own, like, I need coffee cup. Uh, I, I think the hat is really popular. The I need coffee hat. Because you can literally just wear it, uh, step into a coffee house or a coffee shop, and uh, just stand there. And not even have to say anything. And they will, n- like, know to give you coffee. Right? You will just have to say what type of coffee you want. And they'll just give it to you. Right? So it's perfect. So get the merch. Actually, it's sold out probably. Oh, yeah. At this yeah. point, yeah. Yeah, it's already sold out. Jay, uh, Jay from Day6 texted me personally to secretly try to reserve a hat. Okay, you know I've never really… I've never met him. Yeah. he should. Well, he's just an honest fan. Okay, well, he's we've never met like physically. Which means I can't give him free merch. Like he's going to have to buy it. <laughs> The hat. Um, and now you'll avoid from ever meeting him so that he has to pay for it. No, no. I'll send him my personal bank account. And he can wire the money or he can use Apple money. Kakao Pay. Yeah, Kakao Pay. Whatever is good for him. Uh, just send me a little bit of money. And I will send you the I will deliver the hat myself. Okay? I'll even write a nice message on the inside. Like, the inside? The, on the inside of the hat. Oh. I'll be like… Jay, thank you for the support. Um, whenever you need coffee, hit me up. You know, a nice little message for him. Anyways, thank you, Jay, from Day6 for buying the hat. And thank you to everyone that is supporting us with the merch because that is allowing us to have um, this nice cactus and um, also some like Royce chocolate, you know, which is really expensive. Uh, technically, I didn't buy this chocolate. Our camera dude, mm-hmm. um, Sungun. He was visiting his girlfriend. He was visiting his girlfriend. And on his way back, he bought some chocolate for us. Um, and this chocolate is actually a favorite of Haru's. So thank you very much for the chocolate. Um, how come you, you're not eating this right now though? Oh, you're eating it right now? I'm eating it yeah, right okay, now. Okay. I'm literally… Literally, I literally <laughs> as I said it, I see Diane trying to sneak one into her mouth. It was literally poised over Do my- you like chocolate? I love chocolate. I love all foods, to be honest. Uh, Food. Yeah, I have a very tricky relationship with food. So my relationship with food was… It's, it's, it was the same as my relationship with sleep. I considered sleep and food as a waste of time or um, something that would take away from my day and the 24 hours I could spend to do, you know, amazing things. I always considered sleep and like food as, you know, as speed bumps, you know, where I would have to slow down and, you know, take an hour out of my day to do this. And I hated it. So uh, food to me was something that I just had to do to just survive. Yeah. Right? The bare necessity. And I'm one of those kids that was like, yo, if there was a pill that I could just take like three times a day and I would be full, I would do that. But anyways, yeah. Like so I I was one of those kids that were… That would have opted for the pill if it was a possibility. Like… 
the the thing that I had like almost every day for years was you know the the hetban rice, the microwavable rice, yeah, and just some like spam, and just some noodles. You know that like if I wanted to go gourmet on myself and I wanted to like splurge that day because I felt good about something, I would uh, also add some like eggs. You know, <laughs> I would. Have some fried eggs or something. Yeah, and um, that's that was like the extent of my big dinner. Okay, and I really didn't care much for like restaurants and fancy places because you know it's just, it's like it's just more of a hassle because you gotta like get ready, you gotta get over there. Um, needless to say, people probably hated. Uh, dating me <laughs> or hanging out with me in general. Um, but that's just the way I was, you know, like I wanted to spend my 24 hours doing something that I deemed more important than eating or sleeping, which is a ridiculous way to think, right? Because sleep and food, like eating and sleeping, it, they, are, they are the most important things a human can do, right? And I realized this 10 years ago. Um, when I, well, 11 years ago, when I first met my wife, she really likes food. She likes, um, you know, just, she likes snacks. She likes desserts. She likes all sorts of like food from different places. Um, she likes going to matjips, which is, you know, like code word for like the best places, right? Mm -hmm. Korean word for, um, really good eateries. And and she the, actually the first date we had um i had recently turned vegetarian uh, and by that i mean i had decided about 4 or 5 days prior to this <laughs> to this day that i would become a vegetarian so we went to a coffee shop first i think and she was like what do you want after like what do you want for dinner and I was like, well, I am now a vegetarian, which is ridiculous <laughs> because it had been four days, right? I hadn't actually really started. Yeah. But for some reason, I thought that I should tell her that I'm now a vegetarian. And, and in, in my head, I'm like, why, did I, why am I even saying this? Because I'm not a vegetarian yet, technically. But I was like, I'm a vegetarian, so I can't eat, eat any meat. And she's like, oh, that's too bad because she really likes kogi. She really likes to eat like beef or meat. And um, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a problem <laughs> because I'm a vegetarian. Uh, yeah. You know? Dedicated. Yeah, I'm a dedicated. It's been four days. I'm a <laughs> dedicated vegetarian. I haven't had any meat in four days, right? So I'm like, oh, what do I do here? And then… You know, she ordered some cake. And here's another thing. Up to this point, I actually didn't enjoy sweet things at all. And I have a very good reason for this. Okay, I actually have a very good reason for everything. Okay, <laughs> well… <laughs> they may be excuses, <laughs> all right. but I do. Um, so here's the thing with me and sweets. When I was a kid, when I was a little kid, you know, there was a stigma, right? Like Korean parents at the time, well, at least my Korean parents, my parents uh, were against me eating anything sweet because it, it was bad for me. And because of that, I associated sweet things with something that, you know, just was bothersome to do because I would have to go against their wishes and like I would have to sneak around like just to eat this like Twizzler, right? Which, is, which seemed completely unnecessary okay, well, for nothing's me. nothing's worth a Twizzler. But a Twix. Okay, well, like a Twix, I would have to like sneak around to try to get the Twix first of all. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't even have money. So it's just a big hassle. So I'm like, whatever. I'll just like, you know, I'll just drink the bean juice they gave me and like just eat this rice. Okay. And have some kimchi and I'm fine. And, um, and then in college, I was… Uh, certain circumstances led me into… A psychiatrist's office and there was a psychiatrist and a psychologist um, sitting in front of me at the same time 
uh, and and then uh, certain you know tests, one led to another, and and I was diagnosed with manic depression. This is for real, and uh, <clears throat> well, anyways, when that happened, they they prescribed me you know medication, and also told me to carry around a plastic bag or like a Ziploc bag of sugar, just sugar. What do you, wait, like candy or just actual pure ingredients? Like sugar, just, you know, sugar you buy at a convenience store, okay? Like they just told me to carry around a bag of sugar and um, just shove some into my mouth whenever I'm feeling, like, not okay. Wait, wait, like candy or, like, legit, like… Like legit sugar, sugar. like white sugar. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay? <laughs> and all I can say is there were many times where I had to bust it out in class or something. And, you know, professors were probably very suspicious as to what I was doing. You know, a Ziploc bag of white, white stuff. <laughs> and and they're, they're like, that explains so much. <laughs> that kid, that kid, Daniel, always in, you know, always has questions, talking like fucking fast. You know, like class discussions turn to like the Tableau show. Well, I wasn't Tableau at the time, but the Daniel show, this explains so much. The... The kids carrying around, you know, cocaine. But anyways, it was sugar. So what I'm trying to say is in college, sugar was something that to me was just like medication. You know, it was something that I associated it with my, you know, my mental state and stuff. So obviously it wasn't something that was like a joyous thing to shove in my mouth. Okay. They also told me to drink a lot of Coca-Cola. Okay. Maybe they were like employed by Coca-Cola. I don't know. This like sounds like extremely good marketing. But anyway, so sugar became this thing where I had to take it. So I, you know, just didn't enjoy it after that. So like candy and chocolate and stuff like that, you know, I basically didn't really go for. So back to 10 years ago. So I'm sitting there with oh, 11 years ago. I'm sitting there with my uh, wife on the first date. And at the coffee shop, you know, I always considered coffee shop as some as a place to just drink coffee because I need coffee, right? <laughs> um, and I always take my coffee black. Okay, I I take my coffee and my truth completely without sweets. Okay, okay, I want it straight. I want it as <laughs> Diane's like, okay, <laughs> oh god, but. I want it like, I want it as raw as possible. Okay, that's just the way I am. So I just wanted some black coffee and, you know, I'm done. But she orders like cake, you know, and like cake and all these kind of like dessert thingies. And I'm like, that's weird having dessert like before a meal, like at a coffee shop. That was like foreign to me. Okay, I've, I've seen it being done. But it just never registered to me as something you do. So that she orders this cake and I'm like, you know, and it's like our first date. So I take a little bit of it and I put it in my mouth because, you know, that seemed like the civil thing to do. And, and then I was going to fake enjoying it, right? But I really did enjoy it. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is extremely good. What kind of cake was it? I don't think it was the cake that was the issue. I think it had been so long. Since you had sugar. Since I've, I'd had something like that. And it was, like a, it was like an awakening moment. And I was like, oh my god, this is really good. Like, and then I told her, I was like, this cake is really good. And she's like, she tries it and she's like, it's okay. And I'm like, no, no, it's really good. Like, you don't understand. Like, I've, you know, it's been so long since I had anything sweet. Like, I don't like sweet things. And she's like. Oh, you don't? And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be a problem, right? I'm like, oh my God, meat and sweet things. What do I do here? And then she took me to a, like a Korean barbecue, like a kogi place. Even though you said you Even were Even though vegetarian. I told her I had been a vegetarian for I four days. I love that. Okay, and I'm like, dude, I, I'm like thinking, I'm like, dude, I told you I'm, I'm a vegetarian. But, you know, maybe her thing was that she wants to eat barbecue and if I don't want to eat it, I can just have some of the cucumber or something. I don't know. I get there 
and the smell of the meat, you know, you can't avoid it. Okay? So I'm like, okay, forget my vegetarian, <laughs> like, dreams. Yeah. Okay? And then I stopped being a vegetarian at that moment. Um, so for four days in my life, I was a vegetarian. Four or five days, I think. I not feel like less I, than a week. I feel like you could argue for four days you happen to not have meat. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, after that, um, so she, she became my wife. And we have been enjoying a lot of meat and a lot of great sweet desserts after the meat for a good 10 years now. And I am perfectly happy. And not only that, Diane, um, you must recall… Like when you went on a trip to Jeju-do. Yeah, Jeju my first Island. time ever. And I know you love Jeju and you yeah. know all the places. And I recommended you like a bunch <laughs> of different places from like coffee shops to like restaurants. Yeah. And so I have become someone that I never imagined I would become. You know, like I am into food. What do they call them? Like foodies? Yeah, foodie. Yeah, I'm a foodie now. Like I actually recommend places… And like spots to friends. Yeah, you you didn't only just recommend like places. You literally said what to order at each place yeah, because, that you recommended me. Because not everything is great, you know. Okay. Uh, certain restaurants, you know, the, some restaurants, everything is great. But certain restaurants, some things are okay and some things are just magnificent. Yeah. And that's what you want to have, right? Yeah. So now I'm a food person. Well, you know, speaking of the sweet thing, I was surprised because the coffee place that you recommended me and the specific drink yeah. you told me to get, it was so sweet. It was incredibly I, sweet, I was, right? Because knowing your personality, I thought I was going to get just kind of like a pure bean, no, like espresso no. drink. And then I had it and it literally felt like having candy. Yeah. Uh, that place, uh, what was the name of the drink? Do you remember? Uh, Mary, Mary, Mary Ha. <laughs> Mary ha? Merihaha. Yeah, Merihaha. Yeah. That drink that I recommended you is the sweetest um, espresso drink you could pop possibly ever have. Because it, it will like… That's why you just shoot it. You know, they tell you to like one-shot that. I Yeah, I texted you. I was like, this dude just told me to throw it back like a cold beer. That's what I, that, <laughs> that's what I love about it though. It's like that shot of complete like sugar straight into your, <laughs> into your blood stream. Yeah. And it's so good though. It is very good. I, I went back twice mm-hmm. on my like very short weekend trip there. But you know what's funny? Every other place that you recommended me… Was closed. Was closed because of Chuseok. <sighs> Korean Thanksgiving. Bad time to go. I know. But um, yeah like all the places I recommended you though… Like they have big lines. So it might have been better that they were closed. Yeah. Because you don't want to wait. Right? You yeah. don't want to wait for food. Yeah. And that's the that's the way I used to think. But now I have no problem <laughs> lining up for hours for food. Yeah. There were there was a big thing that, you know, it was huge on Facebook for some reason. So Epikai went to uh, Shake Shack when Shake Shack first hit Asia. Okay? Mm-hmm. Shake Shack was not in Asia at the time. And then uh, the first few like flagship stores opened here. And um, I think some, I think it was like Mithra or Tukas wanted to go get it, right? So I was like, okay, you know, I had been to Shake Shack in the States. But we went and we literally had to wait over an hour, okay? Over an hour in the summer, okay? Mm. Hot as hell. And my manager took a picture of us because I, you know, he thought it was funny. How we were like just sweating our, you know, faces off and just waiting for this, you know, Shake Shack burger. And um, the the picture, you know, I, I thought it was funny too. So I just put it up on my Instagram or something and it went viral. Okay. Because, because there was a narrative that somebody wrote underneath it. Like a caption where it was like, so Mithra wanted to go. <laughs> they lined up. Two Cuts is pissed off that they've been waiting for an hour. Tableau has had Shake Shack in the States and is pissed off. Right? Yeah. This, and this article line, the article title is literally Epic High Waits in Line for Shake Shack and they're basically dying. Yeah. And we were dying. 
But we waited. We went in, and, and it was the best burger I ever had because we had waited. And then this other time, Mithra wanted. Okay, we were on like our like Japan tour at the time, and there was this place where like I don't even know what it was. Like he's he's like this 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 place is great. So we get there, and there's this huge line, and I'm like, what is this place? And he's like, you know, it's like it's like tonkatsu kind of thing. It's like, I don't know. And we're just standing there, and I'm like. I'm like, is it worth the wait? We waited three hours. I kid you not. Three hours. Okay? Three hours. And not only that, we had to catch a train to do a show that night. Okay? And I'm like, first like half an hour to an hour, I'm like, we're just waiting. And I'm like, dude, like, is this really like, is it really worth it? And he's like, yeah, this is, it's that good. That's why there's this huge line. And I'm like, okay. After like an hour, the second like, you know, the second hour, it's just like, it's been two hours almost. Like, it's killing me. We eventually became friends with everyone that was in the line. Okay. There was a, there was like a Korean mom and her daughter, like, you know, two spots in front of us. And like, you know, there were people dropping out of this line too, right? Because they couldn't take it. And we're like, we can't be the weak ones. We can't give up at this point. It's been over two hours. Sweating like crazy. I'm like dying. I'm like tweeting. Live tweeting this situation. <laughs> I become friends with this Korean um, like mom and daughter. And then like we're like encouraging them. Uh, we're like just trading tips on how to like… You know, how to survive here. <laughs> two and a half hours. And then three hours. And now I'm like worried we're gonna miss this show. Okay, I'm like, and then the uh, the Korean mom and daughter, you know, they got to go in first. And as they were going in, they turned around and they were like, it was like a scene from Titanic or something, you know, like they were getting on the lifeboat. Yeah. Looking back and they're like, they're like, fighting. And we're like, we're like so happy that they can go in and eat it, you know, like it's not even about us anymore. <laughs> we're like, go. And we're all like clapping. People behind me, I don't know where they were from, but we all became friends too. So we're like <laughs> clapping for each other every time someone goes in. Yeah. And then finally it was our turn. We get in there and and we sit down and you know, you get your own individual like uh like stone stove kind of thing. It's a tiny thing. Um and then you put some meat on it and you and then you eat it. And it was so good. <laughs> it was so good, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, this is worth missing a show. Like, <laughs> we're about to be like, you know, we're about to be kicked out of here. And yeah. we're about to like, we're about to, you know, have to apologize to a ton of fans if we miss the show. But it, this is so good. Finished it up. Made it to the show. And it was great. A couple months later. Uh, I think it was like three, four, five months later. Okay. Uh, a guy that I work with. We're back in Seoul now. And a guy I work with, is he's like, there's this great place um, in Hongdae. Okay? And it was like five minute walk away. So we get there and it's the exact same restaurant. Oh my god. Okay? Exact same restaurant. There's like a franchise over here too. Yeah. No line. And I get in there and it tastes exactly the same. Yeah. There's no need to wait three hours for that. Okay, in the burning sun. Okay, like just dying. <laughs> There's no reason for that. Yeah. Anyways, that, that's what I've become. I now have no problem waiting in line for food. Oh, there was another waiting in line story. <laughs> Brooklyn. Brooklyn for what? This pizza place. Okay. Okay. This pizza place that is supposedly a, the place that Beyonce and Jay… Jay-Z and Beyonce like line up for. Oh, okay. Okay. Have you heard of this place? I feel like I've heard of Beyonce and Jay-Z waiting in line okay. for pizza. What's the name of it? Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Okay. But my uh, cult friend, my New York Mike. Oh, the, okay. the my friend that, cult friend? Yeah, <laughs> the friend that I was in a cult with. Yeah. Um, he He's a big food guy. Okay. He, he used to be in the food business. Like he was a waiter. Okay. And um, in New York. So he knows all like the hip places and stuff. Oh, was it Lucali? Yes! Yeah, Lucali. Anyways, we call and then supposedly you have to call and then you have to get there and then you have to wait for like hours. Okay? 
And I get there and then they're like, you have to wait four hours. I'm like, four hours for pizza? Are you kidding me? And my New York friend, New York Mike, he's like, yeah, but this is where, uh, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z go and they wait in line too. And I was like, oh, okay then. I'll wait. Because <laughs> you're Beyonce. Yeah, we'll wait. And then so we put our name down and you don't have to actually physically stand in line. You have to like show up at a later time. So there's a, if you walk down the street from there, like way down, there's like a dive bar. Okay. There's a, there's a bar. Okay. And you can tell everyone in there He's is waiting. there <laughs> because of the pizza place. Okay. What if Lucali's owns that bar? It's possible. Yeah. So we're waiting in the bar now. And mind you, we're waiting to have dinner. Right. So this is early on in the afternoon, if you think about it. And we're in a bar. Okay, and what, what what can we possibly do in a bar other than get drunk? Yeah. So here we are getting drunk like way too early. Okay, eating some finger foods. We're getting drunk. And then, um, you know, we wait. And then it was time to go back to the restaurant. And what's crazy about that place, there's a convenience store. Bodega. Yeah, they're like right before. Oh, they call them bodegas? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, it's New York. Okay. So right before the pizza place, there's a, there's a bodega. And because it's, uh, you know, bring your own bottle at the pizza place. They might actually own this bodega too. They might own they the whole block. They actually might own the whole street, <laughs> The dude. whole block. Yeah, like this, this is a, it's a racket, okay? So we go into the bodega and we buy a bunch of alcohol. Because at this point, we're already drunk, Okay. Like the line is is no longer the issue. We're just drunk, okay? So we're getting more alcohol. We wait in line at this pizza place, and I was with um, I was with my New York Mike friend, uh, this guy named um Huisu, aka um Elephant. We call we call him Elephant, the Elephant. Anyways, he's a friend of my another friend of mine. Okay, okay another friend from New York, and um. And it was him and his husband. Okay. okay? And, and it was like four, five, five of us, five, six of us. So we're waiting in line. And then it was a long wait even after that. Finally get into the place. Sit down. And it's a place where like it's very open and you can see them making your pizza. Mm. Okay. And this isn't just normal pizza, dude. They're like, it's like, they're like CSI with it. Okay. There's like. There's a huge table and they're like all busy doing something like, I don't know. It's like pizza forensics, okay? They're like running around like they got like uniforms on. It's crazy. And then the pizza comes and and I'm like, this pizza better be like damn good, okay? I've waited for hours. I'm drunk, okay? <laughs> really, you can't go wrong at yeah, this point. Yeah. I'm like starving and drunk, okay? Anything will taste good. I can just eat the pizza box and I'll be fine. <laughs> Anyways, I take a little bit. I put it in my mouth, the first bite. And it was like, it was like I had bitten a cloud. <laughs> like it was like I had dipped my head into heaven and I had taken a bite out of, uh, out of a cloud. Okay, that, that had just been created by God. It was that good. Did you, was it okay. a margarita? What kind of pizza was it? I have no idea what kind of pizza. You're so blasted. You know, yeah, my friends just ordered it for me. It was so good though. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, is it because I've been starving and waiting forever, or like, because I'm like completely hammered? And I look over, and you know, my friends are like, they're all enjoying it too. So I'm like, okay, it must be good. Of course, they are also hammered, but it was really good and worth the wait, like immediately. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that place is still like around or this was years ago. Oh, it must be. This was a long they time ago. They own that whole block. <laughs> this was 2010 or 11. Mm. Okay. It was like, it was also a time where I I was going through stuff in Korea. So I was, ha- I had like a week and a half in New York um, to just get away. And the food was like, it was liberating. Yeah. It was so good. 
Okay, the pizza was I had I have never had better pizza. Okay, and I understood immediately why Beyonce shows are so amazing, and why <laughs> why Jay Z can get into a studio without writing anything down on paper and just you know spit out like the greatest sixteen bars ever. Why he's the king of New York. Okay, yeah, and like why they have this beautiful kid and this beautiful family. It's because the, you know they waited in line for this pizza and it was so good. Okay. Yeah, it propels it propels success. Yes. And you know, about waiting in line, I think some restaurants deliberately um like keep, clubs. Yeah, keep their place small so that people wait in line because it makes you appreciate the moment even more. Yeah. But I'm just telling you, if you are running a restaurant or starting one and that's your game plan um to keep it small so that there's a lineup, um make sure you can deliver Right, because if people wait like two hours or like one hour or whatever, right, even thirty minutes, right, if they're in line in the sun, and then they they get in and the food does not deliver, like it's gonna be that much worse. Okay, you are gonna be killed on Yelp <laughs> or wherever people go to. Like, I don't read Yelp reviews. I don't believe them. I don't believe them. Yeah, anymore, yeah. I don't trust anyone's Yelp reviews. Um, Have you done that thing that I feel like many people do, which is kind of like, yo, I'm going to start my own bar slash cafe slash restaurant. It's going to be like this and we're going to serve this. Well, do you mean like if I wanted to ever start a restaurant? Yeah, like I feel like many people, including myself, always like while I'm at a restaurant, like if I were to open a restaurant, like this is how it would go. You know, I actually um, was was. Very close to starting a a bar. Oh, really? A bar slash um like like tapas kind Ooh. you know food place in Itaewon. We actually like a friend a couple couple of friends of mine and I got the place. Hmm. We got the place, um and then we were setting it up, and then we decided not to do it. <laughs> in like while we were setting that it was up. That's a great story. So. <laughs> Within a month of getting the place, we had to get rid of the place. Um, Because as we were setting up, we realized that um, two out of the three partners to do this place really did not know enough about food or alcohol to properly run it. (laughs) And we were like in too deep. And um running a restaurant's hard. Yeah, and it's then really we hard. realized it was not going to be worth it. Yeah. And then uh we all dropped out. Okay. Like <laughs> even before we opened the doors. So yeah. um that was like my one and only moment of maybe doing like a restaurant or a bar. Yeah. Like I have a lot of friends who do that and I appreciate that they do that because I can, you know, go. Many of my like K-pop friends yeah um a lot of them have like coffee shops or bars restaurants and um that's great i love visiting but uh i'm not sure i'm the best person to do it Mm -hmm. and you know there's a lot that i can do but you can't just do everything because you can yeah right you gotta really be able to deliver um if it's a show that I'm going to have to do, like a concert, I know for a fact that I can deliver um, when our fans wait for hours in line, you know, and or when they struggle to get tickets, right? I know the sacrifice they're making and also taking time out of their work day or whatever to do that for me uh, just to see me is like something that I appreciate. And luckily, I know I can deliver. But food, <laughs> like… I can't guarantee that I can do that. And because of that, like, that's why I decided not to do it. Mm. Because, you know, just because you have, you know, some money or um, like an opportunity doesn't mean you should be running around doing everything. Right? So that was my reasoning. And… Do you cook? Okay. I'm a a (laughs) horrible cook. (laughs) Yeah. I actually thought I was a pretty good cook. Yeah. But like I said, I didn't know anything about Like when you're with your daughter and you're the only person in the house and you have to make something. 
I can't. Okay. Again, I can't. It's just, yeah, long story yeah, short. I don't. I can't. I used to be able to make some pasta. Okay. I thought I was pretty good at it. Um, you know, I, I learned to do it for my family. Um, realized that they had been lying to me for like, <laughs> for like years. Saying that it was good. When, How can you do it wrong? Uh, well, there are many ways to do it wrong. And I think I know all of those ways. <laughs> but here's the thing. There is one thing that my… Fa- okay, my wife is a very good cook. Okay? So, she doesn't really like me cooking at all. Okay? Because I suck. But there is one thing that she will not touch and she will like completely defer to me. Um, is ramen. How did I know? Okay. I am… Un… Like… Unnaturally… Like… Ungodly great and fantastic at making ramyeon. Okay? Are, you, are you willing to share your recipe? Yeah. Okay. I mean that's what I'm here for. Like I'm here to give out stuff to my podcast listeners. To you guys. Um, so I, no, I'm not exaggerating at all. Okay? okay. And this has been tested over the years because everybody claims that they make, make the best ramyeon. Right? And I've been to certain like camping spots. Okay? Like… You know, like a camping spot where is where everybody thinks that they're the best cook. You know, they can do the best barbecue and stuff like this. So, you know, they were like, let's eat ramen now. And my wife was like, oh, you know, Tablo is really good at cooking ramen. And all the other guys there, they were like, yeah, right. I'm the best. I'll do it. Right. And I, I was victorious. <laughs> Like, was there literally like a cook-off? Yeah, there was a cook-off. Oh my gosh. And we also did a cook-off within Epic High once. <laughs> uh, we actually shot it for YouTube. Oh really? But realized that the content was horrible. Why? Like, it just wasn't that fun. Like it was… It was. We were so into the competition. Oh, you guys were like taking it too serious to be entertaining. Yeah, we rarely <laughs> even talked. Okay? But I won that competition too. Okay. Okay? And here's my recipe for ramen. Okay. Okay. So first of all, um, it's very simple, you know. You just put the ramen in there with the water. But is there a kind that you get or does it not matter? Honestly, the way I do it, it doesn't even matter what kind of ramen you get. But try to get the most like simple basic ramen. Oh, okay. Okay? None of that like champong stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need it. It's excess. Okay? All you just need is some noodles and like that, you know, the, the… the Powder. hot spicy thing yeah. that you just put in. That's it. Just get the most simple, cheapest, whatever. And then you you get the amount, right am, amount of water, which I don't even now measure out. Okay, I, I just know it. Yeah. I am never off. I just know exactly how much is required for how many ramyuns we're going to put in. So I put it in. Oh, no, no. Before you put the noodle in, get some sesame seeds in the water. Okay? And then boil it. Sesame seeds. Okay? And then once it starts boiling, you shove the noodles in. Okay? And you get a little bit of uh, mashed garlic. Okay? Mashed garlic. You can buy this at any, you know, supermarket. If they don't have it, just mash it yourself. Put a little bit of mashed garlic in the water. And with the noodles. Once it's almost uh, done, you put the spicy soup in. The spicy thing in. And that's it. That is it. Okay? But at, like, at what point should someone put the noodles into the water? It doesn't How matter. How long should they be cooking it for? Okay, so if the instructions on the bag says three minutes. Oh, this is really important. This okay. is key. If it says three minutes, only cook for two minutes. Mm, al dente. And then get it to the table to be served. The reason is with something like ramen, when you're done, you're like, it's done. People take their sweet time getting to the table for some reason. Okay, they're like busy. Like they're like, let me just finish up this email. They're like, they're like, oh, I'm coming, but let me let me fix this thing in on my computer. So it takes about a minute for everyone to sit their ass down 
and pick up their chopsticks and dig in. Yeah. Okay? So you got to make room for that time. Okay? Because it's still cooking. Right? Yeah. Even if the stove is off, the water is so hot that it's still cooking. So always undercook by a minute or maybe like 40 seconds. And then get it to the table. And by the time people sit down, it'll be perfect. Okay? And if you want to like, you know, go kind of, you know, like… A fucking little, crazy. Yeah, if you want to go <laughs> fucking nuts, um, put like an egg in there. Yeah. Yeah, but I recommend not putting the egg in because not everyone enjoys having egg bits inside their noodles. So I would recommend that you have a separate egg um, that you can just add into your own plate. Anyways, that's my very simple… And you guys are probably like, that's not even a recipe. What the hell, right? <laughs> How did but you come up with the sesame and the garlic? Years of practice. <laughs> years and years of lonely nights. Alone. With yeah. nothing but me and like a laptop. And, and like a movie I've already seen 14 times. Okay? Watching The Godfather 2 again at 2 in the morning because you're kind of hungry. And you don't, you, you don't know how to cook anything else. So you're, you're cooking the ramen. But this is like the 80th time you've done this. Like this month. So you're like, oh god, like how can I spice this up a little? You know? How can I make this a candlelit dinner for me? <laughs> using, you know, using these, the, the ba- basic things I have in my home. And years of that has turned me into like the master of ramen. Okay, there should be a documentary about me. Um, just like that sushi dude. You, okay? <laughs> because I am like… We should totally make a parody. I'm a virtuoso of the ramen. Anyone that's had my ramen has been like blown away. And they're like, how do you do it? Because it's so simple. It's like basically exactly the same as any you know basic instruction. But just the sesame seeds and the… Uh, Garlic. Because the sesame seeds, it, it makes the water like have this distinct um, taste and scent. Okay? And then you get the garlic in there. And the garlic works with the spice to like… It's just… It's just I don't know how to explain it. I would like to challenge the Tabla podcast listeners to follow this recipe and… Show off your at-home table ramen. Let me tell you right now though. Okay. You can follow the recipe. <laughs> but it's never going to taste the way it does when I do it. Okay. okay? Because there are nuances um, that only I know. And while we're at it, I'll give out some more recipes for late night snacks. Okay. For amazing late night snacks. And let me just tell you. Like this is all from… Years of lonely ass nights, okay, with like a laptop or more recently like an iPad and like you're flipping through Netflix, okay, trying to figure out something to watch while you eat. But by the time you're you're done and you still haven't chosen a, a thing to watch because there's like an infinite scroll of, of stuff to see. There's just too much content. Okay? So you end up just playing something you've already seen like a hundred thousand times. You turn on Finding Nemo. Okay? At 3 a.m. Everyone's sleeping. Your whole family is sleeping. Your kid has to wake up at like 7 the next morning. (laughs) Well, today has to wake up to go to school. You're like, you know, there's limited amount of ingredients to work with. Okay? You don't want to like open anything crazy because it'll wake up the family. You're, so you're like, you're like in secrecy, like just hiding and eating this thing in, in the kitchen, okay? And that's when it forces you to become unbelievably creative, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Because you don't have time to run to like the convenience store or the supermarket. They're all closed, okay? Like you have to work with what's already in your kitchen, okay? And if you're like me and you don't know what's in your kitchen at all, okay? If it's not in front of your eyes, you don't even know it's there, okay? And you have to work with it. So, prawn crackers, okay? 
get prawn. Cra- I don't mean seokang. I mean like the prawn crack crackers where it, it looks like a mini like like mini spoon. Like a, like a mini scallop. Yeah. Oh. It's yeah, like a mini scallop. Yeah. It's got like a like a like, dimple inside, mm. right? Okay. You take prawn crackers. Just buy any prawn crackers, okay? If they're a little sweet, that's great. Take that. You get a couple slices of cheese. Okay? What kind? Just any cheese, any cheddar cheese, okay? Craft <laughs> cheddar. You're so panicked. <laughs> yeah, I, You're what, in the mood like the whatever, mindset of being in the middle of the night sneaking around. <laughs> whatever is in the fridge. Okay. Okay? That's what you're working with here. These are the bare minimum ingredients, okay? So you find the cheese, you like just rip rip them up into smaller pieces. You put it in the dimple of the prawn crackers, okay? You lay it out on a big plate or something. Put it in the microwave, okay? Microwave for like about a minute and a half, okay? Take it out and eat it. It is incredibly good, okay? Is it like nachos? I don't know why I even did it. Yeah. I looked and I was like just, you know, like those moments like 2-3 in the morning, you're just hungry and you feel like you can't sleep unless you eat something. So you get out there and then you look in the in the drawer and like it's Haru's snack drawer, <laughs> right? And she has some prawn crackers and I'm like, oh great, prawn crackers, I'll eat these. But just eating the prawn crackers doesn't, you know, doesn't do it for you. So I'm like, what can I do to this thing? And then there's cheese. I'm like, okay, there's cheese and prawn crackers. Cheese, prawn crackers, prawn crackers, cheese. What do I do? Uh, oh, oh. I just rip them up and then I put them on there and I make like 40 of them on a plate, shove it in a microwave, <laughs> minute and a half, took it out. I tried it and it was really good. It was oh so God. good. The The slight sweetness of the prawn cracker with the cheddar cheese, this, the balance is incredible. Okay? It was so good that I shocked myself into uh, the next day I made it for Haru when she got back from school. Haru loved it. She's like, this is so good. Okay? This is better than eating cheese and prawn crackers separately. So I made that. I'll actually even give it a name. Okay. So that no one can just rip this off of me. Okay. What should I call this? Oh, so you're gonna… Like prawn… Cheddar prawn delight. Cheese prawn puffs. Cheese prawn bowls. Bowls? They're like little… They are little bowls. No, cheese prawn pockets. (gasps) Cheese prawn pockets. Cheese prawn mini pockets. Okay, this is me. I made this. Tableau. I made this. Try it. It's really good. Did your wife try it? Uh, Yeah, she did. Did she like it? No, she doesn't like prawn crackers or cheese. Okay. So, you know, it's understandable. Okay. There's another re- final recipe. Okay. This also was a, you know, a moment of creativity at its best. Okay? So I look in the fridge and there was some natto. Okay. Like you know, fermented like, Japanese yeah, soybean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were in these small individual packets. Right? Just, you know, like a couple bites and you're done. Okay? So there's some natto. And I'm like, is there some soy sauce or whatever that I can use with this? And there was really not much except Tabasco sauce. So I was like, okay, I, I don't know if this is going to work. But I took out some Tabasco sauce. And then I have the natto packet. And I'm like, this is just… Is there anything else I can eat with this thing? Because I'm hungry and this is not going to do it for me. Look into the haru drawer again. Okay, and this time she had some salt and vinegar chips left over. Oh. Okay. I already feel it. Okay, so I took out the salt and vinegar chips. You know, made the natto just like whatever. And then uh, put some Tabasco sauce in it. And just, you know, mashed it all together. And then I took the salt and vinegar chips. And then I just used them as scoops. And then I would scoop some of the natto. And then I would shove it in my mouth. And it is f- fireworks <laughs> inside your mouth. It is Merry Christmas and Halloween at the same time. All happening in your mouth. You have crunch. You have vinegar. You have a chew. You have like the, the pepperness of a Tabasco sauce. Every sensation that your mouth can possibly have in one moment. 
one singular moment of pure bliss. You might have hit all five flavor points that chefs strive for in like Michelin dishes, which Dude. is like salt, sweet, acidic. Was it umami? Yeah. And then spice. And I and I did this without any knowledge of whatever you just said. I didn't. I don't even know what you're talking about, <laughs> Diane. Like I don't know any of the words you just said. Like I actually am lost and confused. But I I still pulled it off because because I had to, and that was all I was working with. I also had a can of Guinness. Okay. <laughs> and pounding the can of Guinness with this combination oh, of bitter, that's what it is. Bitterness. It is so good. That's part of it. Okay. I'm gonna call this salt and vinegar natto. Oh, that's okay. not come that's, on, man. <laughs> not, salt and vin natto. S N V natto dip. S N V natto dip. S N V natto dip. Yeah. Salt and vinegar natto dip. Okay. It is incredibly good. I I just threw out like Three. a ramen recipe and two like amazing late night snack recipes. And you can just tell by my talk today that like I have a lot of nights <laughs> where I'm like unable… Digging through Haru's snack Yeah, show. where I'm unable to sleep and I'm just like… Does Haru not get upset at you biting at her snack? Dude, the next day like she doesn't realize it in the morning. Yeah. But she gets back from school and she's like, Daddy, have you seen my um like salt and vinegar chips? And I'm like, yes, I did. I saw them last night. As you were… <laughs> as it was coming towards your mouth. I saw, I saw them last night. <laughs> and um, <laughs> they're in me. They're inside of me. And then she'll, be, she'll be like, oh, why? Like, that was my last bag. Um, but anyways, like, yeah, that's that's how I've… You know, that, this is what I've become. Yeah, from from going to thinking food is an obstacle yeah, to from, now seeing as a moment of creativity. Yeah, from having a Ziploc bag of sugar. Yeah, and like lugging it around, and also I grew up in a in a family setting where food was something that like you know you just had to eat like, and you had to be tidy and stuff like that, and like it was good for you and it just you know I didn't associate it with happiness, and now I've become someone that can just throw out recipes. Completely original recipes. And I'm sure like if I make a book out of this. Like a cookbook out of this. You know like… I am gonna be rich! You know… Uh, was it like chef's table? Like chef's tableau? Oh, whatever. I don't know. What? We'll what come, are you saying? I'll, I'm gonna keep brainstorming later. I'll come back to you. Dude. <laughs> people that are listening right now. If you're in the uh, cook, cooking like book cookbook business. Or like if you're in publishing… Um, I am so down. Yes, yeah, Simon to, and Schuster, let's go. I am so down to put these out as cookbooks, like Tableau's uh, late night snack recipes. This will be huge in college. I just gave out three freebies, okay? And that was like a taste for you to like, you know, contact, contact me, DM me or whatever. Go to epikai.com. There's like a contact email thing. Dude, only contact me if you're serious, <laughs> Okay. Like you have to have a legitimate publishing company for me to like even consider talking to you. Okay? Oh my god. Another this, venture. Oh my god. A I can venture. finally quit music. Because <laughs> you don't… <laughs> I'm really good with this. Yeah. You're sick of being the best at music. You yeah. need a new industry. I'd like to thank my wife for… um. Helping me realize that I have taste buds. And not giving a fuck that you're a vegetarian. Yes. And for, you know, yeah. For leading me in the right direction. And uh, also, I would like to thank Haru for her never-ending drawer of snacks. I'm so sorry that I've, you know, robbed you of your bliss. But, you know, that was… It was a necessary step into creativity. Thank you very much. Innovation. Innovation, baby. I'll see you on the next episode of the Tableau Podcast. Make yourself a dish of whatever I just told you right now. Send a pic. Send a pic.